Welcome to Beyond the Yard. I am your host, Derek Destroyer. And hopefully everybody enjoys that BTW season. Like, we are doing so good. We got to see Derek Destroyer. I got to be in BTW. Like, that's so cool. I got to have some great matches. Hopefully you guys... Depends when I'm uploading this. Hopefully everybody enjoys the the recent episode of BTW. And also, don't forget to check out ACW in your yard. Because we're also going to have some exclusive matches and content that we filmed in BTW territory. Now we have a guest from BTW. You may have heard of him, but I'll give you a recap of who he is. This man is the top star general manager of BTW. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my guest, my friend, RTG. <laughs> What's up? How are we doing, RTG? Oh, we're doing great. A uh, little under the weather here, you know, got a little uh, sick with the taping and stuff uh, but I'm good I'm good and uh, you know it's about time you put the best wrestler in BTW on this ain't that I, right <laughs> yeah. I know you had RJS and BES but yeah. <laughs> they're just a level below what I am so and let's not forget we also had an episode with RJS and BES on Beyond the Yard and also some of the wrestlers from CBW so don't forget to check out those episodes but it feels great to have a star like RTG on the show like like I thought this this would have never happened you know and I thought RJS was the was the, the mega star of BTW well unfortunately too many people uh, believe that and that's because of the poor booking I get on the channel <laughs> you know it we used to be, like, way up, you know, and then uh, ever since the booking changed, you know, that's when I was doing the booking, uh, Some of the, a lot of the booking. Then it changed, and RJS took it over, and uh, the channel's gone down. We went from 4,500 subscribers with me to, you know, what, 1,500 or so with RJS. So, you know, that just goes to show you uh, what's going on there. But that's good to hear if you're hearing like car movements or in the background that's because you know Derek Destroyer is going to the airport because he's going back to ACW territory because we just finished the BTW taping and I just want to say I had a great time in BTW I won't give it away I won't wait just you, just got, you guys just gotta wait until all the episodes are uploaded because I could guarantee you the moments that I was in it and also the moments that RTG was in it those were like the highlights of BTW crossover yeah and the low lights were any match with CBW but <laughs> times in it <laughs> I think a lot of people stopped watching BTW when Jacob Wayne was in it <laughs> uh, Jacob I want to be Ezekiel Wayne <laughs> Jacob I want to be Batman Wayne insert whatever there I want to be because that's what he is yep. he doesn't know what he is and uh, William Carnival Barker and then we got Marshall Woody Paul <laughs> where did string. he pull his string right Los Diego pointed out in one of the matches he had a string hanging out of his ass <laughs> uh, pull it and he gives you your ah there's a snake in my boot and if you don't watch out, he'll put a boot up your someone's ass. Yeah, they're kind of uh, a little on the uh, weird side, I'd say. Uh, talking about stuff that uh, just don't fly in my book, like a transgender porn channel. Yeah. I don't know what the CBW guys were thinking. Like, they wanted to, you know... Like going a different direction, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, they're from California, so what do you expect? That's true, and I'm from Kansas, and I had to deal with stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more based in Oregon, so uh, I guess Oregon's not my area, but further up where I'm taking you, Portland is turning into California up here. 
Oh, really? It's turning into California. All the Democrats are moving up. This is a Democratic stronghold up here. So the area we live in is more Republican, conservative area. So, you know, unfortunately, the bad part of living in Oregon is that all the people are, all the Democrats are concentrated in the big urban cities. We're in a rural area. So whatever they want pretty much goes for the state. So that sucks. And you, anybody that follows politics or anything like that knows California is the same way. So we're uh, becoming like California here. I get you, RTG. I feel like politics should, you know, not take, you know, take it out on each other with words, but like just get in the backyard and just dealing your problems right there. That's what they should be doing. That's what they should be doing, but you'll see politics even in your feds, right? My fed. I should be the headlining star. But no, because of politics. Oh, you're so old. You're over the hill. Well, put me in there and let me show you what I can do. Don't put me in these jobber matches. Like, come on. I believe, like, RTG deserves the main event at one point. I mean, all you got to do is look at our first episode, the four-man battle royal. They all attacked me and got me out first because they knew I was the biggest and the baddest guy on the trampoline. And if they didn't take me out, that I would have won it. So all three of them jumped me to get me out in the beginning. It's clear as day. That's outrageous because they knew if it was just a one-on-one. RTG would have probably won that match. Right? I would have destroyed them, choke slammed them to hell, splashed them, rolled them out of the ring. But no, it was three on one. They didn't even want to go on me one on one. That just goes to show they know who the best competitor, who the strongest competitor, and who was the guy to get out first. RTG, baby. RTG. And let's not forget, you also had a chance to win the Rumble and have a chance to main event Mania. I did, and again, they went after me. You know, multiple people attacking me because they knew I was the biggest threat. And, you know, so they get got me out. And then I had that little pipsqueak, BS jumping on my back, saving to, and he gets to stay in the rumble because I stumbled over to the trampoline and he was able to get back on the trampoline without his feet hitting the ground after I smashed his little butt up against the balcony there. He was probably like a cockroach. Like No matter how much times you stomp on him, he'll still be moving around. Maybe just, you know, double check next time. <laughs> right? I should have just, like, backed up into it a couple more times and dropped his ass that would have been something and the thing that i really liked about that rumble not only was my btw debut i also got to have a moment i got to share the yard with rtg right i think every backyard wrestler looks forward to that so if you guys want to do a crossover and be with the best come on out or you know invite us and if we can make it we'll come out to you guys the challenge has been thrown. Now the real question is, are you ready? Are you ready for RTG? <laughs> well, you know who wasn't ready. It was when we went down to California for the CBW crossover. I went in there, six-man tag, and came out victorious. I'm the only undefeated wrestler ever in CBW wrestling history. Yeah, it was all part of my plan to get make them feel like they could win it by taking me out first you hear that ladies and gentlemen did you also say that you were undefeated that's right i'm one and oh in cbw and <laughs> that's a hundred percent baby <laughs> i don't think jacob wayne would like that i don't think he likes that at all does he <laughs> no i think that digs at jacob wayne Probably digs at everybody knowing that I go into a company and I leave undefeated, you know? Like, that's a great record. Like, imagine being undefeated in a different federation. Like, you got to defeat 
other wrestlers' asses and be 100% undefeated. Like, that's, like, an amazing record. It It's an amazing feeling knowing that there's no number over in that L column. There's a zero. <laughs> and over in the W column, hey, there's a one. But who knows? There could be a two some other time. But probably not. They're not worth my, you know, it's not worth it for me to go over back to their company and you know try and get them over or something like that they need to be getting me over (laughs) (laughs) that's that's for sure ain't that right imagine rtg being in the hall of fame for being known as the undefeated man in cbw and maybe you don't know maybe you do know i'm the only wrestler in the btw hall of fame Ain't that right? Ain't that right, ladies and gentlemen? How do you feel about, you know, the stars, like cross, like the crossover that we're having in uh, BTW? Well, you know, I feel like uh, the CBW guys just bring it down a little bit. You know, uh, William Barker, he can put on a match. Woody... You know, you got pull that string and he goes running all over the place and talking and spouting off stuff. Um, and then I don't know what to say about Batman. <laughs> or is it Ezekiel? Or is it I want to be a cowboy? Uh, is it I want to be a Batman? Is it I want to be whatever, a transgender porn star? I don't know. But he, I don't think he knows what he wants to be. Jacob, I want to be whatever Wayne. And then, you know, even my own guys, <laughs> BES, calls himself the coolest in the yard. He's the skinniest in the yard. Damn ribs showing everywhere. It looks like Skeletor in the ring. You got RJS, <laughs> likes to call himself Glorious or the Wrestling God. <laughs> but all he is is a <laughs> wannabe Paul London. You know, uh, doesn't even have half the talent I have in my pinky finger. But, you know, because he's the owner, he he thinks he knows what's best. I know what's best for the business. I'm the one that puts BTW on the map. And, uh, Beast, he's the least. I mean, he lost to Jack Delta in our crossover with MEBW a couple years ago. Ain't that right? And, uh, you know, that's why he's no longer in the Northwest Society. Wow. Kicked him to the curb. Can't have losers in there. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. That's right. And then, you know, who do- the one wrestler in the company that doesn't get the credit he's due is Blackout. Okay. You know, he always seems to get these guys that come in and pay off the ref for a quick count or somebody will come in and interfere and cost him a champion the championship nobody can beat him clean you know so kind of getting tired of that you know too he's my protege and uh eventually he will be a champion well that's good to hear the got a question rtg it's fine asking what got you into wrestling if that's fine asking well I started uh, wrestling or watching wrestling when I was probably about 13 years old. WWE, well, at the time it was WWF. Hulk Hogan, Golden Age. It was right be- right before WrestleMania uh, started. A couple of years before that. Oh wow! Yeah. So uh, you know, me and my friends watching it, tuning in. You had Saturday night's main event. Had to stay up late for that, but. You know, they wouldn't show it earlier, but whatever. And then, as far as backyard wrestling goes, uh, you know, it's something on a serious note that I wasn't really into or whatever, but uh, my sons were really into it BS and RJS. They started this channel, and so at first, I was just like, they're uh, hey, RTG, come video that or you know tape the matches for us i'm like okay whatever 
and then as it got on, I got more involved, they wanted me, you know, okay, do matches, and then you had, so the early going, our channel was going great, I mean, the mat we were doing, <laughs> seemed like a match a day, or <laughs> multiple matches a day, and putting them out there, okay, and just getting, getting us out there, and, uh, and you had people on there that didn't, you know, like the fact that I was back there wrestling with my kids, and, you know, I even had people call me like a abuser or whatever for you know even though we weren't doing anything that jerk off um you know I wasn't doing anything that was harmful to them or anything like that you know it's fake so it's not like if I'm attacking them that I'm trying to hurt them or anything like that and uh, maybe they just didn't understand how backyard wrestling works. Like, yeah, you know. And then I, so they got me more involved to where I began wrestling. I was like a, one of the wrestlers' bodyguards, and eventually moved into being uh, the GM and doing some of the early booking and stuff and then uh, I uh, sometimes I there was days I really enjoyed it and there was days because we were doing it every day I would get home from work and RJS come up to me and like let's go do show I'm like dude let me like rest for a minute you know I've been working all day right let me <laughs> lay down let me sit down let me grab a <laughs> soda or let me you know do something no we got to get out there we got to get out there so you know there were those days i'd be you know not wanting to do it but i'd get out there and do it and after we would do it it was like okay this is fun you know, i don't know why i didn't want to do it but uh and i still have those days with, uh-huh. with rjs but not to interrupt but you know some of us work you know like yeah. they gotta understand our, our work life <laughs> right and you know now it's not as bad as far as you know that goes because we've evolved and uh, we're not doing uh, matches every day <laughs> so you know. like you could say like you guys are like scheduling <coughs> when and, and the time and on the day and all that yeah so and then you know like all companies probably do you know even wwe you tape everything ahead of time and you put it out uh as your season goes along so we our season i believe is running from june to november or uh may to november because it just started last week or yes or at the end of may it started well that's good to hear we got to learn how RTG, how he got into wrestling, especially with backyard wrestling, and how it was, you know, behind the scenes. Because not a lot of people knows what goes on behind the scenes in BTW, and especially what RTG does in back in backstage. But what would you say were some of the greatest moments you had in BTW? Um, probably the first one would be when I won the heavyweight championship the first time. It was in a. a it was in uh it was a one-time pervert pay-per-view we did called locked in and that's when we first started um we had the net up on the trampoline so it was kind of like a cage and uh it was a triple threat elimination match and me and bs took out swift first and bs was the champion at time and i gave speared him out of the air he's going for his phenomenal forearm and I speared him out of the air and took home my first heavyweight championship um other good ones uh how did it feel when you won the title oh it felt great knowing that I was the best in BTW I mean I knew I was the best before that now that uh cemented the fact that I was the best because I was the champion and I took out our little pipsqueak 
who was half the size he is <laughs> was then as okay. he is now. I see. Well, that's good to hear, and and hopefully we get hopefully in this season we get to see more RTG because I feel like that's what everybody wants to see. They want to see RTG. I don't think they want to see RJS, which a lot of people you know get confused. Well, people think, oh, what does R- RJS stand for? They probably, like RJS like thinks to himself that it stands for Ryan's just sexy. Right. But in some opinions, people think that it stands for Ryan just sucks, but. It could go either way, you know? Oh, I I tend more to Ryan's just stupid. But, uh... <laughs> that works, too. <laughs> but for <laughs> the way he books me, you know, obviously. Um, but, you know, through BTW, I've, you know, gone through transformation. I came out first as RTG, Ryan the Giant, which made sense at the time because I was the biggest guy not only <laughs> height, but you know, obviously you guys see me, and I'm uh, kind of wide. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm built too, but kind of wide. Okay. I'm not gonna, uh, you know, I'm not one that's doesn't cut on himself. So. Uh huh. Um. So I went from Ryan the Giant. You could in the early channel if it, you guys seen it and remember that. RJS and BS and everybody would call me the dinosaur because I'd come out to that roar, kind of <laughs> like a Braun Strowman kind of thing, you know. Okay. And then uh, when we moved into the new house, that was at our old house, and uh, when we moved into the new house, RJS and my his older brother thought it would be funny if I came out as a rapping <laughs> a rapper. Oh, so, so you had a that, rapping gimmick at one point? So then I became Ryan the G. Okay. You know, like a gangster G, OG, you know. And uh, I would do uh, some rapping. Okay. Have my hat on sideways and come out and do some rap, do a freestyle before every match. And uh, that's kind of gone away, kind of gone back to the, uh, more to the Ryan the Giant dinosaur guy now and uh obviously the best talker on the channel and the uh i mean i run circles around bs and rjs as far as talking goes they've gotten better but and they're not on my skill level at anything really <laughs> rustling or talking i see has anybody ever called you rtg uh, Ryan the Goat or any something like that? Like any good? Uh, I don't want to go into that, but I will. Uh, no, I'm not Ryan the Goat, but I am Ryan the Greatest in my mind. That's and good. probably in a lot of your minds. If not, I should be. No, what I get from my long-haired, girly-looking boys is Ryan the Gay. <laughs> oh. But they're just jealous. You know. They are, by the sound of it. <laughs> RTG may not have the hair, may not have the athleticism, but he is, as a matter of fact, RTG Ryan, the greatest. Yes, I am. And uh, if you want to see how great I am, just tune in to BTW and watch. <laughs> if you want to see RTG... Don't forget BTW Wrestling. The link will be down in the description. And how does it feel to be on a podcast show? Like, you know, get to, you know, tell stories and all that. Uh, It feels great because now people will get to know me more. You know, um, I know people that watched the channel a few years ago know that I had a health scare, you know. And uh, I don't know if they... I know I I seem to remember that I went on talked about a little in one of our episodes or whatever and uh, you know but I don't know if people thought it was just you know storyline kayfabe or what but you know there was a time in 2019 to early 2021 when uh, you know I had a autoimmune uh, disease going on and I guess this can be like a public service announcement you know 
watch your health, guys. Uh, my issues stemmed from high cholesterol. So I was put onto a uh, statin, simvastatin. And when they tested me, when I first got with my doctor and they did the blood work and stuff, you know, your baseline blood work, my CK levels, which are like your protein, muscle protein levels, uh, were in the normal range, which is from zero to 300. I think mine was in the low, below 100. And, uh, but after that, my doctor didn't check those levels. They put me on the simvastatin for my cholesterol. They didn't check my levels. And your body will tell you if something's wrong with you. You just got to listen to it. And I didn't listen to it. <laughs> so, um, what first started noticing something going on was uh, my daughter moved to Texas and we flew our son, our grandson, uh, you guys know him as Hornswoggle, back to uh, Texas. And we, she gave us her truck and we drove back from Texas. Well, I started noticing like when I was trying to get up into the truck that it was hard for me to get up into the truck like lift my leg up but I thought it to me in my mind it wasn't it was because I was short the tall truck was taller I'm kind of a shorter guy five five and a half five six and so I didn't think anything of it but you know I'd have to pull my you know kind of hop up and pull myself up what I didn't realize is that my legs, the muscles in my legs were starting to de- deteriorate. So that went on, and then the next thing that came up was I was lifting weights with my kids at school, and uh, you, I was doing a set of like 125, and before, you know, when I would do it, I had no problem putting up 10, 15 reps, however many I wanted wanted to go I usually go 10 but sometimes I'd go 15 and I could only get three up and they had to help me get the third one up the spotters did and uh so I'm like wow my mind I'm like something's going on but I thought maybe I'm just tired maybe it's a bad day you know okay so then you know we were out playing volleyball and I'd be I used to be able to do an overhand serve and a power serve and now I couldn't get it over the net. Mm-hmm. I was weak. I could feel I was weak, but still didn't go to the doctor. Should have made a doctor's appointment, should have gone in. We had a snowstorm. We got like two feet of snow. It was a freak snowstorm. My doctor cancels my doctor's appointment for that week because she can't get into the office. So when I call, and then we did a wrestling match, I believe it was me against RJS. And, uh, like, we were doing, like, a, or it might have been BES. I don't remember. It was one of them. But uh, we were out there, like, doing a, throwing snowballs at each other during the match. And I, I'm trying to throw, but I have no aim with my, you know. And okay. I throw instead. My arm's going forward straight, but the, the snowball is going to the right. Wow. <laughs> you know, it's like diagonal to where I'm letting go of the ball or the snowball but it's going, uh-huh. you know they're laughing at me oh you can't yeah you know and so I call the doctor to make reschedule my appointment and I tell them what's going on they pull me in there they run blood work and my CK levels were over 11,000 wow and you know they immediately took me off the statin because they thought that might be something that was the issue and then uh, I go back in two weeks later. They do the blood work again, and it's over 12000 So now we're, like, trying to figure out what do I have, and my doctor can't figure it out. So she comes back to me, and she's like, you know, we think you have ALS. Mm-hmm. And for those that don't know what ALS is, it's a uh, the disease that killed Lou Gehrig. It's, there's no cure for it. You slowly, your body deteriorates and you uh, die. And so, you know, boom, adjunct, you know, now this is really serious, you know. If it's ALS, I've only got, you know, maybe three, five years, maybe a little longer than that to live. And uh, so, 
finally get in with the specialist up in Portland, OHSU, and calls me up on the phone. He's like, can you come up? You know, we've been waiting months. So this was like February, March. When I find this out, they send a referral up there. My wife is calling every month. Finally, in July, they call me. And the doctor's like, yeah, I need you to come up tomorrow. And uh, get up there and, you know. So anyways, it wasn't ALS. That's the good news. I ended up having a thing called autoimmune necrotizing myopathy. And what that is is I had an allergic reaction to the statin. And it was killing my muscles. Wow. So I got really, really weak. I had to go take chemo for two years. I had to do transfusions or infusions uh, for nine months. And But good news is, is I'm cured right now. And uh, I'm back wrestling again, feeling back to strength. So for a while there, that's why I wasn't wrestling is because... I just wasn't strong enough or healthy enough to wrestle. Well, that's good. Like, well, that's good to hear. Like, I never knew, you know, you had to deal with stuff like that. And I like to hear, you know, how, you know, you got to overcome that, you know. Like, you were, like, you know, suffering and what you had to go through. And, you know, you're doing better how you were before. Like, that's really good. Yeah, and just, you know, if... You guys do have high cholesterol, and they do put you on a statin. Just make sure you have your doctors check your blood work for that CK level. And if it gets starts to go up, make sure they take you off of it and put you on something else. I mean, right now, I'm not on anything. I'm just trying to control it with diet and stuff. So, um, And it wasn't as high as it was, so that's good. Um, but... That's something I'll have to cross if it comes... A bridge I'll have to cross if it comes to that later on. Well, that's good to hear. And I would... And I just want to say that I'm really enjoying this ride-along because... You know, the first time with RTG and BES podcast episode... That was the first time I ever did a, you know, face-to-face-to-face on camera in person. Like, that was the first time ever. Then, in CBW... His, like their episode Like that was the first time I ever did You know my, my podcast episode Outside you know And now I'm having a <laughs> podcast episode In a car Like you know Like you know Going from checkpoint A To checkpoint B Like that's pretty Like you know Nice Well And now I guess I feel uh, Like I'm kind of uh, Making What's history? the word what do you think? Making history But you know Feeling Like I'm not as great as you make me seem that I am because RJS and BES got FaceTime with you okay you know you just said that they were you know obviously we're I'm driving so you probably can't have a camera going well you could have a camera going right but you know you're and then you go outside with the CBW guys, and you probably had them on camera, too. Oh, uh, we just had the, the ones. Okay, so at least I'm not, you know, put down below those guys. Yeah. All right, I'm feeling a little better. Uh-huh. And <laughs> in case, you know, for future reference, for future reference, if we, you know, decide to do another crossover, you know, or just a reunion or, you know, something like that just to get us together again, you know, we decide to go somewhere, you know, like the beach or, you know, back to the house from the airport we could do another you know right along podcast episode well i think what would be nice and i don't know if this would work with everybody or whatever is like if we could do this and some other time but you guys could stay longer everybody could stay longer you know maybe we go camping as you know go camping uh, a few years ago we did that in btw oh i see where uh, we went and there was like six seven uh, six of us i think and we went camping just had a fun time you guys probably seen rjs posted the hide and seek that we did and uh okay another time we went camping and uh i guess this will be a shout out to biggle but we shot like a movie for him i don't know whatever oh, nice. happened to that or whatever okay. but uh you know me rjs bs and uh wrestler at the time big jaw all shot the video 
that was interesting because we're trying to shoot the video right <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh and the campers down below us were like acting like we're scared you know it's kind of like a horror movie uh-huh. and uh acting like we're scared and then we have them yelling at us like <laughs> oh, it's just a deer <laughs> you know right. or something like that when it was you know it was our character in the woods trying to <laughs> kill us or whatever you know okay and uh we had the people down there and we're having to yell at oh we're shooting a movie <laughs> be quiet mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was pretty fun was that the same camp correct me if i'm wrong uh, you guys went to like a lake then like people were like jumping onto the lake from like a like a cliff or whatnot and the hide and seek one was the um movie one wasn't that was a different uh like lake that we went to okay that one was loon lake the uh one where we went as a company not everybody in the company but multiple people okay that was a um more river Mm-hmm. And that was Laverne Park, and the other one was called Loon Lake. But um, Loon Lake is kind of pricey, so we probably won't go back there. And the kid, kids really didn't have a whole lot of fun because there wasn't like a designated swimming area that they could go to. So, okay. Whereas, like at the Laverne Park, there's two areas. There's one area where you can jump off the rocks you know do flips and stuff into the water and then there's another area that's like a designated swimming area but it's also got like a rock uh cement platform that you can swim out to and do stuff off of oh nice that's really good maybe next time if you know we plan out you know maybe have like the weekend off after you know if we decide to have like taping on the weekdays maybe on the weekends you know we could like go out and just you know have like some bro time or something like yeah. that definitely um yeah if you would have had more time um like i don't know if the you know cbw guys want to do it or not uh but if we had time today uh not too far from where we live is like a safari kind of uh, it's called the um wildlife safari actually and you you, it's drive through like zoo it's got the animals outside the car you stay in the car Uh you drive through different areas there's lions there's tigers cheetahs bears you know rhinoceroses hippos elephants giraffes you name it they got animals from all over different regions of the world and they separate them by their region so you drive through africa you drive through north america you drive through uh, Europe, I mean Asia. So, wow! And they got the animals that are that live in those con- those continents in that area. That's pretty nice. And you said it was like a drive-through zoo. Yeah. So you stay in your car and you just drive through the whole thing, looking at the animals and stuff. And uh, when you get into Asia, you get the emus, <laughs> and they come up to the car and. Uh, if you're not careful and you roll the window down, they'll pick you. <laughs> uh-huh. Freaked out RJS and BES's kids a lot by doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Got a big laugh out of that. Well, that's good to hear. Like, I'm just glad that you know not only you know we could do some you know you know taping for BTW or Backyard Wrestling, but we could also you know go out and like do some stuff that we could go like from what I've heard <laughs> from RJS or. Some other guys that were there during the crossover that, you know, in Roseburg, they were like, you know, we could have gone like bowling or something like that, you yeah. know? Yeah, we have a bowling alley. Uh, there's, If you like to skate, there's a skating rink. Um, like, I've never been to Oregon, and what are, like, some nice things to do in Oregon, like, especially in your hometown? Well, in Roseburg, like, the wildlife safari, um... We do a lot of hiking. There's a lot of trails, waterfalls. Uh, very beautiful. But uh, I was telling you earlier before we started this. Uh, okay. We had a fire a couple yeah. of years ago that, you know, damaged some of the area, the trails to some of the wa- waterfalls, which is disappointing. But we, ha- if you go up, uh, I think it's 138. Glide all the way to Diamond Lake and stuff like that. There's a bunch of waterfalls. Oregon has a ton of waterfalls. Uh, 
plus uh, really Eugene and uh, the bigger some bigger cities not the biggest but Eugene and like Medford aren't too far away Grants Pass and uh, if you there's some uh, things you can do there Eugene has you know Oregon Ducks University of Oregon's there so if you like football basketball you can go check out the Ducks um, all that stuff that goes on up there they have uh, med down towards uh, Medford and Grants Pass they have uh, jet boats you can go on a jet boat adventure down there that's pretty fun the coast is only like an hour and a half away from us so we're not too far from the coast the mountains are right there you just drive 20 miles you're in the mountains so you know it's kind of centrally located and it's really nice place i see yeah this is my first time ever being in oregon and you know it's different than kansas that's for sure because kansas you know it's just plain flat where the grass grows weeds everything farming but like right now i'm looking at like tall trees and like mountains and you know nice landscape that's the nice thing about oregon yeah oregon's very beautiful very green um i should say not all of oregon is like this if you get into eastern oregon it's got some you know it's got some greenery but you also start to get into like a as you get close to Idaho and stuff, kind of more of a deserty uh, thing, where the not as much green. But overall, Oregon's a very beautiful state. That's good to hear. Um, who would you say is your top five wrestlers, like pro wrestling wise, right now or all time? Of all time, like who do you think was like your top five wrestlers of all time? Well, I grew up with him, so Hulk Hogan, Undertaker, Undertaker, Rock, Stone Cold, um, oh shit, I hope I took the right one. The last one is always the hard one, the Um, the hard one. Yeah. Um, And to to me, it's uh, Chris Benoit. I know he did some horrible stuff to his family and stuff, but I I don't take that into account as far as what he did in the ring and stuff like that. And okay. I'm not gonna hate on him because he was a he horrible was a person. Wrestler. He was a great wrestler, and what he did outside of you know, right. it was horrible. But you know. It doesn't take away from what he did in the ring. But I would also put Angle up there, too. Good Angle is a good one. But, I mean, there's so many. Like, Hitman Hart. Brett yeah. the Hitman Hart. I even like Macho Man a lot. Oh, wow. Like, just because um, you pick these five, these five stars doesn't mean, you know, they're your favorites. Because you also have, your, you know, your favorite list. So they add on differently, but just 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 because you mentioned your list, I also want to mention my top five. I would say this is out of order. <coughs> um, the Unticker is a really good one because um, throughout every every era, he had a different character persona, and that's one thing that's really nice. Kurt Angle, I liked his Attitude Era. Like he he won a medal with the broken freaking neck. Like come on, like right. that's. That's a, you know, a wrestler right there. Then we got CM Punk, you know, the best in the world. One of the greatest. And he, you know, started as a backyarder, so that's a pretty nice touch. Well, I didn't know that. Oh, really? You didn't? No. I know there's some, like, you know, wrestlers that started as backyarding, you know? I knew that, I knew that the Hardys did. But For sure. Um, and Mick Foley. I think was too. I would, I would say the Rock, but I guess Stone Cold beats that position because you know who doesn't like the Texas Rattlesnake, the man that could kick, you know, his boss's ass and not get fired, <laughs> and still get paid for it. Like that's like every man's dream right there, you know, kicking your boss's ass and getting paid for it. Like 
and drinking on the job, like. I'll tell you, that's RJS's and BES's <laughs> thing. Getting to beat up the G or the Giant, G Giant, whichever one I come out as. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, that's probably uh, the best feeling for them is to get to beat their dad up. <laughs> right. And then they're getting to feel all good about it, you know? Yeah, they think gives them big head. Thinks they're they think they're good. Right. <laughs> and then I put them in their place. Well, that's good to hear. I believe I just announced my third or fourth. I can't remember. Uh, but I would also add um, what's his name? I don't think I mentioned him, but um, the Hot Rod Roddy Roddy Piper. He's a really good wrestler and was good on the mic. One of the best heels of all time. That's for sure. And you know I don't want to leave this guy out. He was in WCW. I would say Sting. Sting was also a really good one. Yes. Yeah, I was just mainly going to uh, WWE. Right. I mean, that's for sure. I would say, um, I guess Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. He's yeah, a good he's one. Triple H. Triple H. Well, I mean, there's just Eddie so many Guerrero. good ones. Eddie Guerrero. There's so many good ones that it kind of like limits you on how much you can put on that list, but right. Just because they're on the list doesn't mean. You know, better than the other wrestlers they're just whatever comes on your mind first yeah and everybody's list is you know similar different similar but they're also different in their to that person's taste you know yes that person may not like heavyweight people or people that just you know do heavyweight moves or you know or may not like hogan because he didn't have a great set of moves you know it was basically Punch you, throw you in the slams and uh, slam, and then the leg drop. You know. But I heard that he he had like some matches in New Japan, and like you like you get to see like Hulk Hogan doing like insecurities and stuff like that, and like that's pretty crazy because like you know, like the American fans like you know they never saw anything like that compared right. to you know the Japan wrestling fans because you know over there they do you know a lot of different compared to the Americans, which is pretty unique and like that's really good like new japan pro wrestling like i like how the wrestling is like different than you know the american pro wrestling that's yeah. a pretty nice touch and then you know you have the people that like the high flyers you know so maybe their list is <laughs> ray mysterio you know jeff hardy you know yeah. brian pillman you know that's for people sure. like that but it everybody's list is going to be different and you know, you may have one or two wrestlers that are on mine and your list that's got everybody has on their list you know yeah you know if you it's i guess it depends on how you take each wrestler and what they did you know if you account for everything they did or, or like how just it, like that wrestler impacted or, you yeah you know their gimmick and stuff like the undertaker he was never out of gimmick you know even when he was in an airport or a restaurant he was the undertaker right when and he, like the undertaker's like you know, the wrestler that would, like, you know, give you fear about, you know, like, nightmares about, like, the thought of the Undertaker rising up from the dead, you know? Like, nobody yeah. could stop the Undertaker, not even his, you know, dead brother Kane. Well, there's one person that could stop him, but he would never want to come face that guy, and that's me, the giant. Oh, my God, the challenge has been laid. What a dream match. Imagine the Undertaker versus RTG. Now, that would be a phenomenal match. <laughs> Yes, it would. Only if RJS could book it. Right? <laughs> we'll see how good of a booker he is. Let's see how it goes. And I believe we're almost at the airport, if I'm correct. Yeah, we're uh, probably about 10 minutes away. Seven minutes away, it says. So. That's good to hear. Yeah. And I'm just going to say I really enjoyed this episode. Like, I got to meet, you know, RTG, you know, <laughs> one of the guys from BTW, like, not that I never thought I like was gonna be a was gonna be on my show. Like a lot of people think that you know RJS and BES are gonna be on, on beyond the yard, but like R, um, RJS or not RJS RTG. Now that's like a good guess because not a lot of people know of him. Right. And since we're like pretty much close to the airport, and like just to wrap things up, is there anything you want to say to the backyard community? Uh. 
Patreon. Yeah. Um, just you know, guys, keep supporting the guys out there. Um, they do it all for fun. We do it for fun. We do this to entertain you guys. It's something that we all love. Um, I've grown to love it. I didn't, like I said earlier, I didn't really, you know, want to do it. It was just something to support my sons and their dreams. And uh, now I really enjoy doing it and enjoy meeting uh, new people. Like, it's been a pleasure meeting you. Um, I know I put them down and stuff, but it was, you know, the CBW guys are really good guys too um just easy to clown on them <laughs> yeah and they like it and uh you know i even gave uh you a nickname nickname you know Derek dipstick so <laughs> yeah i mean I, throughout my run i got a lot of nicknames and you know i involved and i also you know give jacob wayne a new nickname Yeah, and even when we went back to MEBW, you know, those guys were great. It's just everybody's really nice, and they treat everybody like family. Yeah, you know, that's what I like about Backyard Wrestling. Like, you know, it brings us together. Like, you know, we may not know each other. We might be strangers at first, but, you know, we, we started creating a strong bond within each other. You know, even the parents that I've met, you know, they support their kids in doing it and stuff, and... uh so shout out to the parents and you know the best thing you can do for anybody is support them in their dreams and for sure. that's what I'm trying to do with uh, RJS and BES um, you know it's all kayfabe me talking bad about them and stuff it's all you know I would I would do anything for my son so. well that's really a nice touch right there I just want to say RTG it was an honor to have you on my show I really like the stories we have told in Backyard Wrestling and Beyond the Yard. Hopefully, in the future, we can have you back on the show again. All right, I'd enjoy that very much. So, anytime. Maybe for the future, we could have RTG, RJS, and BES, and Derek Destroyer face-to-face-to-face-to-face on Beyond the Yard. Now, that would uh, get your views up. Anything with me in it is going to get your views skyrocketing, buddy. That's for sure. That would be best for business right there. That's best for business. This is Derek Destroyer. I just had an amazing interview with RTG. This is Derek Destroyer. Hopefully everybody has an amazing day. And this is Derek Destroyer signing off.